Welcome to the Honest Ghost Podcast, a show examining the insights, strategies, and values of real business people doing customer service the right way. Welcome to the Honest Ghost Podcast. I'm Travis Souders. Thank you for finding the pod. Uh, on the show today, we have Ben Lucas, the owner of IFJ Tattoo in Chico, California. Ben, thank you for being on the pod. Thank you. So what's really interesting about IFJ and the way that you run this is that um, you are you are self-taught, which is, I think, one of the things that, that not a lot of, well, maybe you can correct me here, like maybe, are, do you find a lot of tattoo artists start that way, kind of doing things on their own? Generally not good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, usually when you start out tattooing or when you're looking to get into tattooing, you have somebody will come into a shop and they'll look for an apprenticeship or, or try to figure out a way to get into it. Uh, generally, all tattooers will tell them uh, we're not looking for anyone right now. You know, try somewhere else. Uh, try to give them pointers in the right direction. Build up your drawing portfolio. Various things. Ultimately, it boils down to. No, nobody really wants to teach you how to tattoo because nobody really wants to take on a child again. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what it is, is taking a child and turning them into an adult. And it's hard to do without knowing the person or knowing what type of person. But little things like that, like, okay, build up your portfolio. Those are like little exercises to see how serious they are about it. Mm-hmm. So when you started off, like this was something that was important enough to you to want to learn how to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is something that permeates the way that not only you do tattoos, but also it seems like identifies your shop. Is that fair to say? Mm, I don't know if it identifies the shop necessarily. It identifies me. I, I I fell in love with tattooing for the sake of tattooing. I really wanted to learn and nobody would give me an opportunity. So I, I picked up every magazine, every book, every, by the time it was finally out on the internet, I, every chat room, everything I could possibly find, anything about tattooing I was interested in, and I, I tried to soak it all up. Mm-hmm. Your, the way that on social media, on your website, I, I'm just person to person, um, you know, for full disclosure here, I've gotten a tattoo, I've actually gotten two tattoos from Ben, so this is not, I'm not coming into this blind. Um, in fact, as we record this, we're in the IFJ shop, um, I am on, I'm at his station right now recording this, which is kind of cool. But one of the things that you pick up from I have Jade when you you are looking to get a tattoo there is that they they say that they want your tattoo one to make you happy like you you should be delighted with your tattoo every time you look at it um, and two it should stand the test of time. Would you say those are like your primary values? How would you describe those? I, th- I think they're one and the same. Uh, if you don't have and this is tattooing specifically, if you don't have something on your body, whether it, anybody else loves it or not, if you're not happy with it, you're not going to wear it well. Ultimately, those are billboards that are going out, and they're word of mouth, walking, talking billboards. Somebody can say, oh, I love your tattoo, but if you don't love it, it's going to come across right away, and you're going to have bad word of mouth, which ultimately means I'm not going to get any more business off of it. It's just Mm-hmm. Would do you think you could you could estimate roughly how many people come in and say um, I saw on the street like I, I saw somebody and I like that their tattoo I asked them where they got it and that's why I'm here. It used to happen a lot more often than it does now. Now with social media, it's it's all over the place. However, it does feel really good. Um, I I would say off of my new clients, uh, probably 
75, 80% who have actually seen stuff around town. Now there's so many tattoos around town. People ask multiple people, where'd you get your tattoo? And, and usually what I hear is your name kept on coming up. Mm-hmm. So that that's a good sign. It's hard to stay consistent with, as, as we've already gone over, I'm a self-taught tattooer. So at first I was tattooing every single style right. possible. And as I'm getting older, I, I realized I, I kind of need to refine to just one or two different styles instead of trying to do everything. Not that I can't do everything. It's just now there's so many tattooers here that have specialties. I'd rather just send them their way. Mm-hmm. And that way I can refine my own stuff. Right. Which is kind of a good position to be in, right? You can you can do what you feel like you're you're really great at. It is and it isn't because I still have so many of those pieces from every single style imaginable going around town and people see stuff that's 10 years old and like, oh yeah, I really want some watercolor or biomechanical stuff. And it's like, I don't really do that anymore. You should go over to someone else. (laughs) And that's kind of the nice thing about having a a varied skill set within your shop, right? Sure. Uh, And I say shop, it should be shops. Uh, IFJ also has a location up in Paradise, which is uh, just a little bit east of here. Um, So so you you have a group of about eight, is that right? Eight artists? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so you have a group of eight artists and all wonderfully talented um, and all with, um, I think, in some cases, very distinct and specific styles. Um, so if someone comes in and says, I want to say their Jerry style, we know where they're going, right? Yep, know right away who to, who to send them to. Uh, and so do you find, like, have you purposefully populated your shop with those kind of artists to sort of make sure that someone will still get the tattoo they want that they've seen you do even if it's not going to be from you absolutely that's Mm -hmm. that's first and foremost and that way i don't have to stress myself over doing too much of one thing or explain to people that well i guess i do have to explain to people that that somebody else even if they couldn't do necessarily a better job of me I, i can make it sound like that you really want this person for this specific job Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make it fair and to give them business. Everybody's got to eat, so I try to spread anything that comes my way. I actually I have a really refined process. Customer service is a very, very touchy thing. And when somebody's coming to you and they want something that they've seen all your work and they, and they love everything you do, but they just want this little thing that has nothing to do with your portfolio, it's it's hard to turn them down without making them feel like they're not important enough for you to deal with. Because mm-hmm. the reality is you're trying to help them get the best tattoo they can, sure. regardless of where it comes from, right? Yeah, and, and sometimes it's it's just such a simple thing. Anybody in the shop can do it, and, and there's no reason. I have a long waiting list, and there's no reason to wait that long. Unfortunately, at, at that point, you start to get into the whole name thing. Like, I really want a tattoo from this person because, right. you know, the whole braggarly thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's something you just, you can't beat. Mm-hmm. You, say, um, you say customer service is a touchy thing, and I find that really fascinating in this industry and in this shop in particular because um, I think there's so many facets of getting a tattoo and customer service, how those tie in. It's not just about the product. No, um, no, no, no. What What are some of those levels that, that you find that are really challenging that, that get in the way of what you want to do for your customers? For me personally, the biggest thing is to keep from getting hangry. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to eat. Once, once I turn, 
once I start to get hungry, I turn into a royal bitch. <laughs> and that's only my fault. So I have no one to blame but myself. And, and I usually try to recognize it by the time I'm wrapping up the tattoo, I realize like, I'm, I'm never grumpy with the person I'm tattooing. I'll be grumpy to the people that I'm working with mm-hmm. and who are surrounding me. And then I realize like that that comes across as me just being mean altogether. So right. I have to apologize and let them know I need to get something to eat right now. Uh, it, it usually helps, but that's just one of those things. If you have a bad experience in, in any industry, it's going to come across, mm-hmm. you know? When, when, so someone like, let's say, let's throw quality out because I don't think that's ever, um, you know, in, in this shop, like you, you guys have won awards for, for your quality of tattoos. So um, I think on, on a majority scale, right? The quality of the product isn't necessarily the bad experience that people are going to be talking about. I am betting that there is um, there's sort of this felt responsibility to um, to invite people in in a situation where maybe they can be intimidated. Do you get that feeling? Like it's it's kind of a scary experience, especially if it's your first one. Sure. Yeah, I, I think it used to be a lot scarier before all the tattoo TV shows. That was mm-hmm. it, it was. It was, I was intimidated to go into a tattoo shop and I had already been tattooing for years. It's just, there's that nature of it that you don't know, are these nice guys, are they not? You know, now it's, now it's a really family friendly event. However, it does still have an intimidation factor if you don't know what's going into it, don't know going into it how bad it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. That, that can be really jarring for some people. and. I, that's another part of the customer service in this industry that you have to take into account. You really have to try to coach them through it, and let them know that everything's going to be okay, and you know we'll do, we'll do a little line first to kind of get you a feel, and you know make sure you're not going to jerk or anything. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, so everyone asks you this, right? And we'll, we'll throw this in there, and, and I'm sure the question you get a lot is, well, which ones hurt the worst, right? Uh-huh. And <laughs> I liked your answer, which was. Uh, the one you're getting right now. <laughs> yep. And that's that's always going to be the answer. It's not necessarily the one you're getting right now, whether it's on your bicep <laughs> or leg or whatever. It's just we forget pain. Uh, I feel like there's a um, a higher than, than normal level of expectations or, or le- I guess number of levels that you have to hit to satisfy people to, to sort of get that like extreme like I love this experience, I love the tattoo, I, I love like what do you have to do when you come in here? Like, what's your mindset? Like, if I have to do X, Y, and Z to make sure that this person leaves a raving fan, right? What are those things for you? Make them feel welcome. Make sure they know that everything's clean. I I explain a lot. I constantly explain the entire process. If, If somebody needs a break, I let them know. Let me know you need a break. Uh, I try to do everything I can to make them comfortable. It's an uncomfortable experience anyway, so mm-hmm. you got to do what you can. That and just focus on the quality. Let them know that if if they have any concerns or questions, you know, they need to get a hold of me right away. And and I'll I take triage on all my emails, which kind of makes me bad when it's outside of the shop communication. If anybody has a healing question or anything, that's like first and foremost, uh, which also means that. Like people who are requesting tattoos kind of get put off to the wayside because mm-hmm. I'm already busy enough and I don't mm-hmm. need to answer that right away, which is bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, I mean, on the the flip side of it is is sort of exactly the nature of what we're talking about. It's like you're like you have this focus on taking care of the people that um, 
that are here and, and that have, have worked with you, which I think is um, so many businesses try to scale and they try to get more um, that they sort of leave the people that have already been there and are ready to kind of evangelize for them in the dust, right? I don't think they're embracing the fact that those people are the more. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't if you don't take care of the people that are there right then and now, then how do you expect them to come back for a repeat business or to give you word of mouth and let it know, let it be known that this is the place to go? You, um, there's very few people you see anymore that have like just one tattoo, which is, yeah. and, and like I can tell you, I I can say from personal experience, and I'm sure you can too. Um, and anyone else who has a tattoo or multiples listening right now, like when you have a great experience with one person, like you, like you want to hold on to that and, and go back to that person. Um, why is it important to you to do things in what you think is the right way? Golden rule. Treat others as you'd want to be treated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's life, isn't it? And it should be. When, when you go to get tattooed, and we talked about this too, like speaking in terms of customer service and sort of, uh, like it's like a little bit of a mini mini psych. Uh, <laughs> psych. Oh yeah, I have right? to build myself up. Um, I think the pain is is something that like a lot of people, you know, especially first first time tattoo people, like they they want to lump that in with their whole experience, like. Um, there's another saying that, that you dropped on me. I have all these these uh, tattoo pearls of wisdom from Ben Lucas. That and this one is like, good tattoos hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good tattoos hurt. The other one is good tattoos aren't cheap and cheap tattoos aren't good. That's but. true too. Uh, yeah, one of the guys that works for me cracks me up every single time he starts tattooing somebody who who either it's their first tattoo or they haven't been tattooed for a while. He'll stop and say, "Does it hurt?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm doing it right. Yep. Like, oh, I'm sorry, that's not supposed to. (laughs) Well, and there's another thing that when you tattoo somebody who's had a tattoo before, there's a phenomenon when you when you first get your tattoo, it a lot of people get young and they they go into it with a preconceived notion based off what their friends have told them. Uh, Some of their friends will say, "Oh, I didn't think it hurt at all. You know, it it didn't hurt, didn't hurt me at all." Um, Other friends will tell them, "Oh, mine hurt really, really bad." And they'll go into it with a preconceived notion, one of the two things. If, they, if they've heard that it doesn't hurt at all, well, they're not prepping themselves. They're not ready for the pain, and all of a sudden it hurts really, really bad. Uh, but then the exact opposite. If they go into it thinking that it's going to hurt really bad, it's like, oh, it doesn't hurt nearly as bad as I think. But that also rolls over to the second tattoo. When they go in for their second tattoo, they either think, I just remember the last one not hurting as bad as I thought, and then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, that hurts. Right, right. And then the exact opposite, you know, if, if you go into it thinking, well, I just remember it hurting so much more. Oh, that wasn't that bad. But when you're tattooing somebody who has the former experience where I, I just remember it not hurting that bad the first time, and then you tattoo them the second time, they automatically kick into something well the last guy that tattooed me he made it not hurt so you're doing something wrong which automatically negates you as a tattooer like you you don't know what you're doing and you have to like i I try to build them up before the tattoo starts every single time it's gonna hurt you're you're prepared for this it's gonna hurt really bad we're using needles to put ink in your skin (laughs) i'm scratching you really deep i'm making an indelible line one of my favorite scenes in any movie and 
Um, have you ever seen the movie Chef? Mm-mm. It's got John Favreau, and he's a chef. And there's a, a critic who comes in and, and critiques his uh, his meal in, in the paper. A big guy. Mm-hmm. He comes in a second time, and John Favreau just flips out on him. It's it's amazing, and it, it, it anytime somebody gets a bad Yelp review, it just it reminds me of this. And, He's just going off like, you don't realize we put our heart and our soul in it. You don't realize how long we, the hours and the pain that we've gone through to get to where we're at. And you just shit on it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how I feel every single time I hear a bad or see a bad Yelp review. Like, wow, you just don't even take into account all of these things. And you're a complete novice. And you think that you're a professional critic. And ultimately, you can't please everybody. And you're going to kill yourself if you try. Right. And they're like... There is always that, like, there, like the the squeaky wheels get the grease, right? Like, they, yeah. and they like, there are so many more people who appreciate, and that's that's where my hang up is with review sites in general. Like, like I, I have a hang up with stars. I I don't think a star rating tells a story. That's my no. issue with it. Um, like, I also know that like you as being a businessman and somebody who like cares about like the customer experience at the end, like. You're going to you're going to hear you're going to hear someone's you know complain if they're unhappy. You're going to try to do what you can to make it right. Um, I think everybody likes to see a level of fairness. Yeah. Right. There's one last thing that we haven't touched on, and I think it's um, it's fairly specific to tattoo industry, and that is that your product does something that not many others do, and that's that it lasts forever. Yep. What kind of do you feel like added responsibility or pressure from that facet of, of your art? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I I I'm getting to a point. Or actually, I've been to a point for a long time where there are specific artists that do a specific style that I know is not going to last more than five years. Mm-hmm. And do you have an example? I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> um, That's nice of you. Uh, but like fads, right? There's fads and there's there's just styles that don't stand the test of time, and I've seen it. And 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 there's people in the industry that uh, who are like leaders in that industry, and and they'll they've said in interviews and they'll tell you in person like that this specific style it's gonna last five years. After five years, you're gonna have to get it redone. And I have a problem with that because you're gonna have to. It's a lifetime of maintenance, which I guess, you know, you buy a car, you're going to have to maintain it. But... You can always buy a new car. You can always <laughs> buy a new car. Like, this thing's going to go with you into the box. That's a lot of responsibility. That I, I personally think that if it's not going to last a lifetime, or at least 20 years to where you're going to have to get it touched up, because, you know, we get old and gravity happens and it's cruel. Uh, there's a responsibility that 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 person has to get what they pay for. And tattoos are not cheap. And there's a reason they're not cheap. They're supposed to last a lifetime. And if they're not, then you're not getting what you pay for. That does it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you again to Ben Lucas from IFJ Tattoo. And thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do remember to subscribe and also tell your friends about us. It really helps us when you do that. Also, if you're interested in hearing how we at Honest Ghost connect to clients like Ben's so that we can share their stories of gratitude and help your business, visit honestghost.com.